This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 226. In the dames, I've grown at 100% by getting connected to my intuition and listening to what step is next. I do things one step at a time and I get quiet so that I can hear those messages. And when I follow those messages, no matter how silly they seem, like in 2017, when I got a download that I need to be doing online global memberships where I had virtual events and I started that in 2017, hallelujah, because when 2020 hit, I was okay. Yeah. We were were solid. We were so secure and solid because that is where we had already been for three years. So those messages that came through when it seemed like now, what, huh? Are people going to want that? Yes, they do. And then if you build it and you know who you're building it for and you know why they will come. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Well, hello. Welcome to the Star Coach Show. I'm your host, Meg Rinchler. I am delighted that you're joining us as we continue to explore different ways for you to leverage your small business to create the impact that you want to have with your clients. Today, we are going to dive into membership sites. What does that look like? What do you need to think about if, in fact, offering a membership program is something that really speaks to you, lights you up, and that you believe would bring the kind of impact and value to your client base that would help them move forward and create the kind of transformation that would make sense for them. Many of you might know that I am putting some of the finishing touches on the membership site for the Star Coach audience that will be coming out in the next month or two. And that made me that much more excited to introduce you to Megan Conter, who has created a fabulous membership site for her community that brings ongoing value, has helped her hone into exactly what her community needs, and is so well-timed. So let me introduce you to Megan. Megan Conter sprinkles laughter dust and butterfly kisses all over the world. She is delightful to spend time with. And regardless of that, you will hear that steel determination in her voice about the business that she creates and the way that she is on a mission to elevate more women in business to the seven-figure mark and beyond. Megan empowers women. She empowers women-led organizations to leap over revenue targets, to grow professionally and personally, and I love this, to get out of the serious part as often as possible to create fun and love and laughter, to forge meaningful collaborative relationships. Megan is the founder of The Dames, which is an international community celebrating women running and leading six and seven 
figure companies or divisions in companies. So Megan is bringing her expertise of having created this phenomenal community to us. She's giving us a peek behind the curtain into what she did to create her community. And if this is something that speaks to you, even if you're not sure if membership communities speak to you, I encourage you to join the conversation so that you can learn what this entails and how exciting it is. Megan is delightful to spend time with. I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's go to my interview with Megan Conter. Megan, welcome to the Star Coach Show. Thanks for making time out of your busy day to be with us today. Thank you so much, Meg. I'm excited to play and especially with someone who has my nickname as their name. Absolutely. And actually, my name is Margaret. So I specifically chose Meg because it's such a cool name, right? So as you are doing some really cool work in the world, and Megan and I were at a conference together. And as I listened to her talk and felt her energy and learned about what she was doing, I really wanted to snag her to get in front of all of you. And she was gracious enough to agree to do that. So Megan, before we get into all the great stuff you're doing, let's talk about the path you walked to get to the place of doing all the great stuff that you're doing. Absolutely. So the the very short Reader's Digest version, I need to come up with a more modern day Reader's Digest so that like the millennials and older know what the, the heck we're talking about. But, you know, it'll come out of me at some point. So I went to school for marketing, went into about a six-year career in corporate, which was quite abysmal. It was not lighting, uh, was not lighting me up in any way, shape, or form. In fact, I found myself feeling like, man, if this is going to be my professional life for the rest of my life, I'm in trouble. So I can thank the Great Recession for my newest journey in starting my own business. Because during that period of time, I was laid off from my last marketing job and met several entrepreneurs. The universe put me right in front of them and they were picking my brain and suggested that I start my own marketing consulting business. So I did that in 2009. It went through all different kinds of fun morphs and changes. I had five different brand names for those, for all the years that I was really focused on marketing consulting. And And can I stop you there for just a second? Because for those people who are listening, who are like, I have to get the perfect name. And I, and all those things are keeping you stuck in your tracks because, because, oh, I has to be perfect. And I have to do that. Listen to Megan. And, and the same thing happened to me. I had more than one name, get out there, try, and you'll morph into what you're supposed to morph. So I just wanted to highlight that as you're going through your journey. Go ahead. Perfection. Perfection is the enemy of progress and we are designed to evolve and change. So if we avoid that, that's when we'll experience problems. If we embrace that, that's when we'll experience growth. So it's, it's much better when we can just say, you know what, that period of time is, is in the past. And I don't feel like I resonate with that anymore. It's time to go into the next level of me because I've learned a lot in the last several years, or I have experienced a lot. I've healed a lot. So a lot of it has to do with just allowing ourselves to be exactly who we are right now, even if 
people still to this day send me messages on Facebook and say, hey, can you help me with my Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever? And I say, you know what? I haven't focused on social media for about eight years, but I'm happy to refer you to someone else. Somebody who does. Even if my identity is still the mistress of social media, which it hasn't been for a really long time to some people, I know that all of my core people, my target audience know exactly who I am and where I am right now. And I can always update the other people who are still thinking I'm what I was eight years ago. So, and if they reach out to you, like you said, you have a network of people that you can refer them to and it's a connection for you. They absolutely tap into you and they might say, well, what are you doing now? And that might be exactly what they need as well. Specifically. Exactly. So really the, that's a good segue into the transition that I went, the transformation rather that I went into in my business as Mm -hmm. I was growing my marketing consulting firm and really trying to scale it. I was finding a lot of blocks and I kept wondering, you know, what is this? Why am I getting blocked? And I realized that a lot of times I was just trying to carbon copy what other people were doing Mm -hmm. it and make it fit for me. Mm -hmm. And that was not working. So I did get to a point where I was really feeling fulfilled in doing marketing and branding strategy for women run businesses who were catapulting over that six figure mark into the seven figures. And at the same time, I was still feeling like something isn't quite right here for me. So Mm -hmm. at that same time, I was part of a business mastermind group and really realized that all these other networking groups that I'd been running of other people's for years, I'd been leading networking groups, leading leads groups, and it was always these homogenous groups of people. And that's great, but I would spend a lot of time, waste a lot of time going to wine networking events and coffee networking events and collecting stacks of business cards. And ultimately speaking, what I was craving most at that time, which is what all women crave when they're coming into the dames, is connection with like-valued women at high caliber. And that's really what I was missing out on with there's so many, and if you look at the stats, it makes sense. There are so many newbie business owners that network and that is great, but it doesn't mean that when you get to a certain level of success in business, that all of a sudden you don't need community and all of a sudden you don't need support. And all of a sudden you can just do everything on your own. In fact, it's quite the opposite. So I looked around and said, well, where are the heck are where are the places? Where's, where's the people that I want to be with yeah. and where are they hanging out? Exactly. Well, couldn't find it. So what does any good entrepreneur do? We create it. Create it. So that's what I did back in 2015 here locally in Denver. We started out having really fun humor forward events where we have female comedians, improv troops who come in to help us break open through laughter to connect more authentically. And then we have inspiration provided by women running seven figure businesses. We have connection, obviously. And as we continue to grow and outgrow venues here in Denver, I looked around and really realized in 2017 that, wow, this needs to go international. So that's when I rebranded to the Dames. I launched our online membership platform, global membership platform, and then 2018 built our chapter president model and started growing our membership. So now we have members in 36 states and on four continents, and we have chapters in six different markets and growing. And really now I am living this space of ease and flow and fun. And I'm not feeling those like blocks that I was feeling so frequently in my marketing business to scaling because this business is totally scalable and it's based on 
my top values. It's based on who I am, what I'm here to create and my natural God-given gifts of connection and of like lifting others up and so much more. So that's so, so good. That's that very inspirational story. So if you haven't caught on from what Megan was saying, what we're going to focus in on today is creating a successful membership. What is necessary for that? Megan did a lovely job of talking about what kind of propelled her into that. And at the same time, I can imagine that some of you might have questions about what does that really look like? And what's the role that that Megan plays as the creator and inspiration for the dames? So let's talk about what you talked about the events. Yeah, what it takes, what, where do you want to kind of start on this journey to help the audience better understand membership sites? Well, the beautiful thing about this is that I created the dames based on everything that I was teaching my clients in my marketing business. So there is a formula and I'm a formula junkie because I think that there is so much freedom in structure. And if we have just like those bare bones that we can create something off of, then we allow it to morph and change and grow in our own energy. And we can really create something that's sustainable and beautiful and full and just juicy. So that is what I'd love to talk about today. Okay. So where we need to start is first understanding getting aligned with where the heck it is that we're going. That can help usually be easiest by looking at your values that have to be present in everything that you do in the world, or else you feel stuck, you feel stagnant, you feel icky, you feel out of your body, you feel out of sorts. Mm -hmm. It could be represented in your vision for the world where that big, that big carrot that's dangling out there that you'll never really get, but you're always moving toward. And your mission, which is basically what brings that vision to life and gives it legs and helps it walk on the earth. Mm -hmm. So getting clear on those things first and really understanding, okay, who are these, what, what is this thing that I am here to be? Mm -hmm. What is this thing? What is this problem that I am here to solve as a person, as an entity, as a company? That's number one. And And when you work with your clients around that, any particular techniques or or strategies you give in order to get clear about those things? Definitely. It's, I typically am leading my clients through a guided visualization to really get clear and be able to see their future Mm -hmm. and be able to pull out these elements that they don't even know are in their subconscious to then help them see how that correlates with their alignment and what they must have present in order to feel fulfilled. So that's part of it. A lot of times people will identify their values, but then never use them. So the key there is really understanding what your internal definitions of those values are, what it looks like when you're out of alignment with those values and what you need to do to get back on track or develop habits to be in alignment with those values on a consistent basis. Because if there is anything that is always constant in business, it is things that can try to get you off track. It is shiny objects that can take you on, you know, excursions off to foreign lands. It is spiritual two by fours that can smack you in the head. And if you have these guiding stars, these mission, vision values that really help you stay on that path, it's really going to help you as you continue to move. Absolutely key to spend the time to get clear about those then. If you don't have clarity, you don't have that thing that grounds you. Yes. 
And then from that perspective, that's the internal side of values. On the external side, you really want to look at how does this have to do with my end clients? So that brings me to number two, which is really knowing who it is that you serve. The clearer you are, the more deep you are, the more understanding you have, the more you can smell them, hear them, feel them, taste them, sense them in every way, shape, and form, the better your business will be, the better your membership will be, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So once you understand who it is that you're here to serve, and then you look at your values and how that message and your mission need to be positioned externally to magnetize those ideal clients, Mm -hmm. that's your building blocks are starting to come together. So do you mind taking what you're saying and kind of aligning it with the, with what you did to to get there? Absolutely. So my top two values are fun and love. And so when I looked at this problem, that's another thing that we need to look at is the problems that exist in the market or something that is missing or that we know there is a market for. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was a place for women who are growing their six and seven figure businesses to come together where the newbies in business have their places to go, but those who are growing and scaling at the six and seven figure mark, that is what was missing. Mm -hmm. And then the fun and the love I knew had to be omnipresent. So I was not going to do anything if it was boring, if it was better to watch paint dry or grass grow, I was not going to have anything to do with it. Right. And same thing with love. I was not going to have an environment where people felt excluded. I wanted something where they felt like it was their home and they were like, oh my gosh, this is what I've been looking for. So I created everything from that space of what is it that my target audience wants and needs? And it just so happened to be who I am. And that is a helpful thing. Yeah, it is very helpful. Then how will I turn around and put that on a silver platter and gift it to them? So really that was, that's the pulling it all together. So knowing that target audience, women who are running six six and seven figure businesses. And now because we're, we're growing and expanding, we have our, our tangential, that's not even our parallel market, which is women who are in director and VP positions because we are all climbing this thing together where women become fewer and fewer the higher up we climb. And so we need to be climbing the the ladders together and helping each other as women grow their businesses to seven figures and as women get more and more of us in the C-suite. So bringing those together. What a beautiful vision. Yeah. Yes. And noticing that I did not diversify right away. I was very clear and very focused and I got proof of concept first. So I made sure that these events were something that people wanted. I I asked people, I did focus groups to find out what is it that you like about these events? What is it that you don't like? And I grew it stronger. I got those Mm -hmm. bones and those muscles to be really strong before I then said, okay, now we have an email list that's sizable. We have a social media following that's sizable. We have in Denver, we have this good cadre of women who are potential members And that's when it was like, okay, now it's time for me to create this as a membership. Now, mind you, at the time, I'm still running my marketing business. So this was not my only offering. And it's very important to know who the, what the size of your audience is and what your goals are. And if you can actually achieve those goals by putting together the packages that you want to put together, the offerings that you want to put together. A lot of times we as business owners, especially women, forget that. And we create these offerings, not realizing that we're going to have to sell 
5 million of them in order to achieve our goals. And so we wonder how we get to the end of the year and we're pissed at ourselves because we didn't achieve our goals. It was an impossibility that we set ourselves up with in the first place. So that's a key element is packaging, pricing, and positioning yourself in a way that hits the target audience, but also enables you to achieve your goals and helps you differentiate yourself from the competition. Okay. There's, that's a a lot. So one of the things as you were talking about building up to the membership site, all the things you did to hone in, to get clear, to be sure you were delivering value, that it was something your market wanted. My mind was thinking, okay, I can imagine the audience thinking, wow, that sounds like 450 hours every week. So what, Let's talk a little bit about the logistics and how you handled doing all the creating events, making sure that they were what people wanted, having your marketing business on the side. Let's talk about superpower, Megan. Well, I had help. So I didn't do any of this alone. I had hired my assistant who's still my right-hand man back. Let's see, we just celebrated six years together. So at this time, he was there helping me with the back end of the events, he was the one who was putting together all the registration pages. I had an intern who was helping me build our first website. I had, I had the people to help me because I had built my marketing business 100% on my own for the first six years and drilled myself into the ground. And I promised myself I would not do that again. So I got help. That's key. Mm-hmm. You're not, if you're not going to be successful in business, if you're trying to do it all yourself. And you don't, that doesn't mean that your first hire has to be a full-time 40 hour a week W2. Mm-hmm. When I started working with my team member, he worked for me like three hours a week. Mm-hmm. So we can start small, but then now I have a team of, we're adding our fourth person mm-hmm. and we have other contractors that do work here and there. So mm-hmm. that is key is you have to have help and start small, start small. You don't have to start by I mean, that since like I'm catching myself in a caveat here because starting small, I was able to do because I had my marketing business that was meeting my goals. Also, the Dames was a feeder for my marketing business. Tell us more about that part. So the Dames is my target audience, you know, still women running six and seven figure businesses, Mm -hmm. same target audience as my marketing business. So at the Dames events, I would give them tips and tools and tricks in terms of branding and marketing. And then I would give them the opportunity to work with me in my marketing business. So when I started, it was a lead generator for my main marketing business. Mm -hmm. That was the way it was for the first few years. And now to upgrade that to where we are today, that is what our chapters are for our chapter presidents. They are main lead generators, offline lead generators, now online lead generators for their main business. We encourage them. They have to be subject matter experts who have a lot to share and a lot to teach. And they are able to use that as a way of getting people into their main business by creating community. Maybe that makes sense now to talk a little bit about the structure of your membership site, because you talked about your leaders and your requirements for those leaders. So how, what is the setup to your membership? Yeah. So our members, we have a virtual membership and then we have chapter-based memberships in all of our memberships. We have trainings that are geared toward women running, growing their six and seven figure businesses. And that's personal and professional growth. We have uh, seven figure members who become dames of influence who lead seven or sorry, we call them million dollar power hours. That's to basically look at 
look, a woman has been there, done that. And here's her keys to success as to how she got there. Mm -hmm. We have connect hours that bring our members together and help them get connected to power partners, which is another thing we could talk about for hours, but we don't have time. And we have so many other events that are specifically curated for the needs, wants, and desires of our target audience. So those are delivered on a cyclical basis. We're continually delivering those. Mm -hmm. That is our membership core. And then we have our chapter events, which brings women together in our local areas. So we have a philosophy that global first, local second is what's really important. So we are, you know, we are modern women who are realizing that we no longer need to just focus on our four corners around us. We need to look at the world at large. And it's amazing to see what happens when dames collaborate with each other across the world. Oh, Things I bet. that never would have happened before. So that's, that's how that's happening. We've got these chapters that also are participating in our virtual events as well, but they have those local communities for those needs to be met. And then the chapter presidents are women who start those chapters in different markets. So, so what I want everybody to really hear also that you're saying is you're not single-handedly building all of this content. You are bringing in talented, uh, creative people to... Yep to create so because otherwise you would be like from morning till dusk. So here's the key. content. I, yeah. I served my community for years before starting the dames. I was always connecting people. I was always helping people get the resources they need. So, you know, those times when a message would come in to me and people would be looking for a web developer, I would connect them with web developers. Mm-hmm. They were looking, I was always being the connector. And I remember at one point thinking, man, I should figure out how to monetize this thing because I spend a lot of time doing this. Mm -hmm. So I was not doing, I did not do all this on my own. I had team members. And as we grow, I continue to add more team members. As Mm -hmm. we grow, I add ambassadors in the dames who are, who want to spread the word and bring people in. And, you know, so we didn't launch our membership in 2017 with chapters. We started doing that in 2018. So it's gradually as I, quite honestly, the difference between my marketing business and the dames is that in marketing, I was always trying to fill somebody else's shoes. I was trying to follow somebody else's prototype. And a lot of times that was a very masculine way of doing business. Because if you think about a vast majority of the business books, they're written by men and they're coming from a space of very male dominated uh, energy, which Mm -hmm. is different than feminine energy. Yes. So in the dames, I've grown at 100% by getting connected to my intuition and listening to what step is next. I do things one step at a time and I get quiet so that I can hear those messages. And when I follow those messages, no matter how silly they seem, like in 2017, when I got a download that I need to be doing online global memberships where I had virtual events and I started that in 2017, hallelujah, because when 2020 hit, I was okay. Yeah. We were, we were solid. We were so secure and solid because that is where we had already been for three years. So those messages that came through when it seemed like now, what, huh? Are people going to want that? Yes, they do. And then if you build it and you know who you're building it for and you know why they will come. So good. So when you think about your business now, at what point did you let go of your marketing business if you did? Because I'm thinking you did. I mostly did. I still do a little bit of consulting here and there with the most ideal of ideal clients that mm-hmm. I just love working with because I love that depth that I get to go to with them. Mm-hmm. And 
January 1st, 2020, I fully moved my payroll for my whole entire team over to the Dames and dissolved my marketing entity and just made it a DBA under the Dames. So a year ago, basically. A couple of days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. How so exciting. That, yeah. And it's, it's been a step-by-step process that again, came to me as a message probably in November of 2019. Like it's time to let that go. It's time to put your full focus on the dames. It's ready. We're going to grow it and expand it. It's going to be an international company. We are going to have members all around the globe and chapters all around the globe. So that was something I knew that I needed to start building toward. So as you've built this very successful membership and it's become your entity, it's become your thing. What would you say to anybody who's thinking, wow, what are the advantages of moving into a membership type business model? Uh, The advantages are first and foremost, recurring and compounding revenue. Um, it, It is for me a lot more joyful to be thinking of and coming up with and ideating really fun, creative ways of attracting women into this membership. Mm-hmm. And we have no shortage of creativity and innovation in the dames. It's like there, there is a new idea that comes in and we get to birth it. And we have this group of women around the world who are like, yes, they eat it up they, because it's made specifically for them. There's no question as to, oh, am I supposed to buy that? Is that supposed to be mine? Is that supposed like, no, there's no question. It was made right, strictly directly for them. So that is such a key thing is that if you pay attention to it as is this membership and memberships are, is a kind of a big word, right? Mm Because memberships can look like a lot of different things. Lots of different things. Yeah. Is it something that your business can sustain and is ready for? Do you have a big enough list for it? Do you have, is it part of your passion? You know, I tested this over the years and really noticed that like, this is, this is it for me. This is the passion. This is the place where I get to make those connections. I get to bring women the things that they're really seeking and wanting and needing. And it becomes a collaborative effort. Like you said, I'm not teaching all these webinars. I'm not teaching most of them. I'm teaching Mm -hmm. some here and there where I want to, but I'm orchestrating behind the scenes and my, you know, business manager is handling a lot of the back end and the orchestration of everything else. My community managers is handling the members and anything that goes on there. And my copywriters are writing copy and my website developers are doing the things with the website. And I get to be in this visionary space, which is what I am. I, in terms of my personality, in terms of all of the awesome assessments I've ever taken. I know that I am a visionary person meant to orchestrate connection, fun, creativity, value, education. I meant to curate all of that and bring it to my people, bring it to my target audience. And the other thing that's really key here that we could talk about for hours is making sure that you know that this is your path. And that it really is something that sings to you. You're not just creating a membership because it's the in thing to do or because it could generate you money or because whatever you want to make sure that any service you're offering is really something that you are lit up to offer. So if you are not lit up to do one-on-one, don't do it. If you're not lit up to do group coaching, don't do it. If you're not lit up to do memberships, please don't do it. You will burn out and you will waste a lot of time, money, and energy building something that is not what you want to be building. 
So it's really got to kind of fuel you. It's, it's the thing that refills your well, that you're not, you know, just running dry because then you won't enjoy it. And your, your members are not going to enjoy something that isn't springing with life every, every minute. Exactly. A couple other things to remember is that really stick to your target audience. It, your membership shouldn't be for anyone who has a pulse unless of course you are Starbucks and you now can sell memberships because why the hell not? You've got billions of dollars every month to spend on marketing. You could sell cats if you want to now Starbucks, go for it. But the rest of us, (laughs) business owners aside from Starbucks and Amazon and all the other big box stores, we need to really focus in on what we are great at and what our target market wants and what will help us achieve our goals and won't burn us out, but will continue to light us up until we decide, decide to exit in whatever way that looks like for us. So, so good. As we are wrapping up our time, like you said, you touched on some things that was like, oh, we could just talk about that for days. But oh, since yeah. we're going to you know, respect everybody's time and I'm going to respect your time, anything else that you want us to think about when, when thinking about what's absolutely necessary in, in building membership as, as your business plan? Yeah. Keep it simple in all ways. So we have, you know, a handful of events that we do that are cycled and we have a formula that we follow for them. And so we plug new people in and on our events, we've got female comedians and improv troops. We've got a woman who wins a Dame of Influence Award. We've got education provided by the chapter presidents. Those are consistencies that we've created on the back end so that it's easier for repetition and flow and consistency to deliver those on the front end. Same thing with our membership offerings. We have all of these events that are a cyclical type of event. So we're not always reinventing the wheel. The wheel. So important. Keep it simple. Your membership site, keep it simple. I remember before, before the dames was even a thought in my mind or a figment of my imagination, I was working with a client who we built a membership site for her and we spent $30,000 in that thing. And I thought to myself the whole time, We are putting way too much bells and whistles, way too many bells and whistles. There's too many features on this thing that aren't going to get used. And sure enough, for after like two years of looking at what people were actually using, it was like 10% of what we had built into this site, which meant we could have built it for 10 grand. Right. And not only that, you don't want your members to be overwhelmed when they, you really want it less is more in many ways. Yeah. And, and continue to allow yourself to, morph with what happens, right? Mm -hmm. So things are going to change the environment of of what's going on around us, like a 2020 can change things. And what I thought was going to be the most important offering that we had three years ago is has moved to the back and we have innovated new things that are at the forefront. And those are the things that are bringing people in. So allow yourself to innovate and allow yourself to allow certain aspects to have their time and then to mm-hmm. pass and move on and allow new things to come in and Just listen to your out. members. Yeah. Listen to your members. They know best. And if you stop asking them, that will be the first time that you kick yourself in the shin. So don't so- ever stop listening to them and asking them. They know best. Megan, your energy is contagious and you've built such a dynamic community. Thank you for taking time to share that with us today. Absolutely. It was so fun. I could talk about this for hours, but thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to chat with you and your community. It was blissful. 
Thank you. Oh my gosh, every single week, I am blown away by the great things that people are doing, the creative things that coaches and entrepreneurs are doing to move their communities forward to create that transformation. And Megan is certainly doing that. If you'd like to know more about Megan Conter, about the dames, about the work that she's doing, go to starcoachshow.com forward slash 226. And in the show notes for this episode, you will find links to connect with Megan. Now, speaking of Megan, come back next week because I have another Megan as my guest in next week's show. Megan Winkler is joining us next week to talk about how to create a content calendar to make your social media interaction that much easier to actually create a flow. And we do a deep dive into some of the things that make Instagram unique and ways to thrive on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. Megan shares great information. Come back next week and join us for that. As always, I invite you to join me in Facebook on the Star Coach page every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern. If you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving a rate and review wherever it is that you listen so that more coaches and other small business owners can find the show and learn from what our guests bring forward. So I am so appreciative of you being here with us. I know that every week I get so much from what our guests share. I hope that you do the same. And until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Be kind to yourself and others. We'll see you next week.